Thought Media Network is proud to present Cosmic Prayers, your weekly shift, Mondays at 11, Mountain Time, with your host, Laura Topper. The Cosmic Prayers, live from the UK. And now, here she is, Laura Topper. Hello, hi, and welcome, welcome, welcome to The Cosmic Prayer, a very exciting show this week. Yes, I am Laura Topper, and you are here viewing on New Thought Media Network, this incredible platform broadcasting ministry that brings so many beautiful prayers, uh, teachings, uh, meditations, visionings, interviews, conversations all day. Well, not all day, but you can find always find something really beautiful here on New Thought Media Network. And the Cosmic Prayer is a part of this. Every week I invite on an inspirational guest, somebody that inspires me in my heart, because I know that if, it, if they inspire me, they're gonna be inspiring you. And um, yes, it is Labor Day in the US. It's not Labor Day in the UK, so we're, keep, we're keeping on going here. And our guest this week, our super guest, is so beautiful. She's just so amazing. Her energy, her knowing, her wisdom, her light. Every, every time I speak with her, I just kind of, I wake up. <laughs> because she is, um, she is a powerful teacher, motivational speaker. She's somebody that really walks her talk and lives from her heart and follows her heart in doing everything that she's doing. She is an inclusion and social justice minister for CSL Greater Cincinnati. Never been there, but I would love it's on my list. Um, and I know for a fact that she has an amazing singing voice and that she's sung as a, from a young child and, and, uh, and headed many gospel or one gospel choir and, uh, and been the voice um, in her community, the singing voice in her, in her spiritual community. So maybe, maybe we'll get a little, a little song from her. And I know that uh, Reverend JJ Giaducci, who is here right now waiting to come on, inspires so many people with her work, with her message. I know, Reverend JJ, that you are um, involved in so many foundations and organizations, and one foundation in particular that we're going to talk about where you're really helping young people to, um, to empower them, to empower themselves. And I'm, I'm just so inspired by you. So let's welcome on our super guest this week, Reverend JJ Giaducci. Thank you so much. Oh. <laughs> I feel the same way about you. It was love at first sight for us on, on campus, which I, I should tell you guys, we met on the required cruise for campus. <laughs> we did. <laughs> so it was love at first sight. Just so oh. much energy you have, Laura, and you have the voice. So, oh, wow. and, uh, so it was so wonderful. It's great. It's great to be here with you. And, and one of the reasons why I'm really so, so pleased that you're here on the Cosmic Prayer is because I see you as somebody that really, you really do walk your talk. I mean, you, you live through the experience and then you go and you serve humanity through that experience as well. And I, that, that for me is, is so authentic, you know, the way that you show up. Um, and I want to thank you for that, JJ, because you really are an, an inspiration for me and I know for so many. And I'm wondering how prayer, how the use of prayer 
whatever that means for you, because for, for many of the guests here, it's something so different, you know, when I ask this question, what is prayer for you? Prayer for me is knowing that I'm never alone. And growing up the way I did, I, I grew up in a black Baptist family, so, black Southern Baptist family, and went to a black Southern Baptist church here in Cincinnati. And my family's roots are um, Southern U US, Alabama. Um, um, and um, my mother's Jefferson County, Alabama, which is Birmingham, and my dad's Choctaw County. And every other year we went to one area or the other, but we always went to church. So as a little girl going to church and, and seeing the deacons and, and the mothers of the church who were the elder women praying, I always was so impressed with that. And um, at the age of nine, I had an accident. Um, I fell at school and, and broke, um, cracked my femur that was not shown on the x-rays. They didn't show them. Um, the x-ray technology wasn't that well developed um, back then. And um, it's 1966. So they didn't see the, the fracture, really see the fracture until 67, 68. And by that time, um, I had started walking with a limp. They were doing everything, um, trying to get me not to walk with a limp, but the pain was so much. But it was prayer that got me through that and got my family through it. I was in a body cast um, from June of uh, 1968 until about November from my breastplate all the way down um, across my lower belly and down the right side of my leg. Um, and um, there were things I couldn't do with my brothers anymore, such as climbing trees and and uh, chasing them and telling on them. I like to tell on them. But um, the one thing my Nana said, and, and I grew up in a multi-generational household, and Nana said to me, she said, ain't nothing you can't do, child. Just pray and talk to God, and, and God's going to answer. Because we've been praying, and, and that's why you're walking today. And, and I thought about that, and I said, but I, I, I walk funny. I walk a little different than I used to. She said, but you walk, so God answered that prayer. You know, wow. I'm thinking... And then things started clicking in and music started clicking in with me at, at the church I was raised in because there were 50 or 60 of us young people there and music is what drove us to come to church because we can clap and praise and, and say hallelujah and thank you God. And over time we began to understand what that meant. So prayer uh, for us as religious science ministers is affirmative, but prayer for me um, growing up was beseeching. But one prayer that I will always re remember that Nana told me, she said, if you're in a pinch, baby, if all you just say is, Lord, have mercy. Now that's a prayer. And I'm thinking it is. So it's been a part of my life, all of my life. Oh, wow. And, and it's just, it's just so beautiful to hear you talk about your family and your grandmother and, your nana and you know because i'm like that i turn to my grandmother and i can hear those things those sayings and the things that she would say and it's amazing how those things can stick in our minds and really help us through those times with what they're saying because it was it's like those age-old truths they say even if it doesn't come from a new thought perspective but they had that same kind of intention didn't they 
That and I'm wisdom. sure she had that. Yes. That that yeah. wisdom. She was she was actually um, Nana was my um, father's oldest sister. She was his his sister, but she was old enough to be his mother. She raised him, and uh, Dad was the youngest of sixteen or seventeen, I believe. They were fruitful and multiplied. They followed the Bible literally. They were fruitful and multiplied. So it was a bunch of them. And um, she was the, I think the second or third oldest girl and she raised dad. And um, she co-parented us because we lived in that multifamily house. So we knew we were gonna pray around the breakfast table every day. We ate breakfast together. Back then you sat at a table and you yeah. ate breakfast and you graduated as a wee one from the kids table, but the kids table was right in the dining room with the dining room table. So we were still all eating together. And, but you had to say a Bible verse and you had to say something positive. You could not have any negative energy at the table, but they didn't call it that back then. They said, you must be kind, you must be nice. So we were kind and nice at the dinner table and fussed at each other and chased each other in the backyard afterwards. But those were the kind of things that were brought up in us to pray. And uh, my partner and I now, I've been with my partner 37 years, we pray together um, and certainly before any meal, I don't care where we are together, uh, when we have a meal, public or home, it's let's give gratitude, let's pray, mm -hmm. you know. And, and that is a part of my foundation. It, it's, it's just, it, it gets me right here. I love to pray. And um, at my center, uh, sometimes I, I, I apologize. Um, at, I'm at Centers for Spiritual Living Greater Cincinnati. And I say, uh-oh, that Baptist in me is coming out because I'm, I'm, I'm feeling something up in here. <laughs> I get excited when I pray. It just makes me happy. You're going to pray in a minute here on the show. <laughs> I can't wait. So I'm just, I'm just interested when that, you know, when, when you discovered or when, it, you know, when science of mind or new thought came into your life and you then realized, oh, I mean, you may have not realized, but I'm sure you did because you're, you're a minister. So there must have been at some point a realization that you're not begging anymore, that it's all already here. And it's a it's a, it's you changing your consciousness you're not asking it to change outside of you how was that for you when there was that like aha moment of it was truly an aha moment it was an inside yeah. job it, it is an inside job you know um one thing that i learned that i didn't know as i was going through the um changes in in and growing up and 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 i went to a as i said a southern black baptist church and left there and went to a Jesuit university, a Catholic university in Cincinnati and uh, for my undergraduate studies. And that was very interesting for me because the whole perspective was a little bit different. And um, then New Thought Unity's minister uh, in Cincinnati, Reverend um, Pat Barker came on campus. Xavier's very liberal and they want you to meet different types of people. And I wasn't in ministry then. My major at Xavier was broadcast communications um, and journalism. And, um, but I went to this meeting with my friend, Marlene Watkins. Um, and um, after then it was, it was like, I was waking up to thinking differently. And as an 18, 19 year old, uh, you're still a youngster. They say you're an adult. You're still a youngster at 18, 19, 20. I thought that I had been fibbed to so much because it was like, 
ask God for what you want. It wasn't affirm to God that you know he's or she or it or the thing itself. Whatever we call that spirit, universe, cosmic power, it's already in here. And it's there. And, and I woke up because I was asleep for years, you know, yeah. um, and, and especially the formative years and, and growing up into my teen years and all of that and to my young adulthood. And it was, it was an awakening. And that's what got me through finding Beacon of Life here in Cincinnati because I did leave New Thought Unity. Um, um, and Jeannie and I were searching for a New Thought Center. And they said, well, here it is. Um, you are, okay, this, okay. You are um, around the corner from this church, this religious science center. I said, no, there's no religious science center around the corner for me. And we had lived here um, in our community, oh, maybe 14 years at the time. I never saw the center. It is literally around the corner from my house. It, it popped is literally, in. It popped in. Yes. It just popped in. I it love was, that. It was there. <laughs> so I did not see it. I believe this too. I didn't see yeah. it until I was supposed to see it. No, you weren't, met, you weren't open for it. Right. You weren't ready for it. Not at all. And the first time I walked in, Reverend Sister Laura, I walked in there and I felt this thing come over me. It was like I was... Um, um, when, when I was eight years old, they told me I had been baptized and I had been reborn. Eight years old, what do you know? Yeah. Nothing. When I walked into Beacon of Life Spiritual Center and there was Reverend Linda Ketchum and Barley Garzamopoulos and so many people that have been so in instrumental in my walk for the last 18 years. But I walked in there and my it, 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 was, it was just like there was no water but I felt cleansed. Yeah. There was, uh, there was no sprinkling and, 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 and no crucifix on the wall because we don't do that. But I felt reborn. Right. I felt renewed. Right. I felt something come on over me that said that I had, I was in the midst of a transformation. Right. I couldn't explain what it looked no. like. No, no. And, and you don't need to explain it. I understand what you're, yeah, it, it's yeah. unexplainable. Yeah. It's unexplainable. You know, that's, it's not just transformation, is it? It's like a, it's a, it's like a whole renewal of everything on every level. And, um, and is that what led you then into wanting to become a practitioner and become the minister that you are? It led me there. Yes. And I got very, very close. I'm still extremely close with Reverend Linda. Um, and um, I I um, got sick and didn't know I was sick and uh, was diagnosed with stage 2B uterine cancer. And after I left New Thought Unity, I did pray and I was beseeching for God to for me to find a, a spiritual home, a faith-based home where I would be loved for who I am and what I am. And, and I would be honored and I can honor other people and respect other people and love up on other people. And I could, could reach out to those out there who you know are looking for other people. And I thought, oh, you know, I walked in there and I found it that day and didn't know, like I said, everything I was feeling 
And a few years later, I was diagnosed with cancer and I was in the beginning stages of studying, you know, the, the prerequisites for practitioner training. And um, Reverend Linda said, well, I'll be there with your family for surgery. I'm like, well, you haven't known me that long, you know? And, and it, she was there for mm -hmm. every surgery, every pre-diagnostic. Gloria Darby was there. They would pray in with my dad. They would pray in with me. They would bless the equipment. They got to know the doctor so much. My oncologist said, well, come on back. You, you know, yeah. and at one time during um, the beginning stages of my uh, chemotherapy, you know, they have you in these little rooms and everything and they'd start the drip. Reverend Linda brings in Ernest Holmes and she brought him in CD form and because uh, I had my laptop there and she says, you have nothing else to do now. Use this time wisely. Right. You haven't. And I'm thinking, who is she talking to? <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, I got a, a little offended because I was still confused and I was mad at the cancer. I was mad for having it. I was, sure. mad. you know, I was, I was working on my career. I was climbing, you know, yeah. and um, I stopped and I thought, and after she left, I said, well, okay, I can listen to this. And I listened and every treatment, which was almost every week for a little over a year, I'm listening to something different from Ernest Holmes. And when I heard two things, it's, there are two simple things that Ernest said that just shook me to my core. He said, there's a power in the universe greater than you are, but you can use it. Yeah. I'm like, what? You know, and then I'm, I'm, the more I listen, I, you know, I get happy and I clap. I just do. And I'm in there with tubes in me before I go to sleep because they give you the happy drugs to make you sleep too. And I'm just like, well, did I hear that right? So I played again and I played again. And the other thing is thoughts become things. I said thoughts become things. Thoughts become things. So if I think myself well, can I be? Would I be? It changed my whole perceptive. Per right. Perceptive of me as right. a person. Uh, I knew halfway through that journey that all I wanted to do was to serve. I knew that I hated my job, loved the money, hated my job. I knew that anytime I saw someone from the center, there was this light around them and this light around me that was magnetic towards each other, towards transformation. That's what I knew for sure. And that's what got me through that cancer. And then five years later, I was diagnosed again. And um, it was, bring it on, I'm ready. Right. God's got this. And spirit had it. And it was such a an adventure for me, a, another level of growth, because by then I was a practitioner. I was working on a project for the center, an outreach yes. project, because I like reaching out to the community, trying to bring people in, but also to be service to those people that we're reaching out to. And we had a big event at the center that Saturday and that Monday I was on the table again. And um, they got it. I went through all the stuff I had to go through. 
But there was no fear with that one. It was like, come on, come on, it's 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 no. And and I I realized that, and I did not know Reverend Linda had witnessed. Well, I knew she was there, but I didn't know how much she had had absorbed of my change. She absorbed everything. I got a chance to read about what she thought in um, her recommendation for my ministry. <laughs> And and that, that oh, was wow. That was awe-inspiring for me uh, because she never talked to me about it, but she wrote about it beautifully well. So that's a wake-up call. You are changed in our the way we pray, the way yes. we believe, you know. And um, you know, it's one of these things where when you pray and know that no prayer comes back void. It does return to you in due season. So when you're praying and you're saying, okay, God, I've affirmed that you're here, this, that, and the other, where are you? If you're quiet, you'll hear and you'll see and you'll know. And that's the way I feel. Oh, Reverend JJ, I'm just, there are so many things I want to talk to you about because <laughs> you've just opened up a whole beautiful treasure trove here and and for me firstly i would like to thank you for sharing your your story because you know it it's not easy to come and speak and and for people to hear that always and um hear it in the way that it really needs to be heard and and for me i'm hearing that you you took charge of this you use prayer as a tool so that you could change the way that you think and feel about your life so when it did you know, return, you were ready and prepared. You were ready and prepared to say, I'm here, I'm, I'm here and I, and, I, and I have faith. You built up your faith to that degree. And this is so beautiful for anybody that's viewing now or listens to this later on that might be journeying through something to hear Reverend JJ say this, that you, you can use prayer. We can use prayer to really change our experience um, because we we don't always know what's going to come, do we? We're not always prepared. Like you may not have thought this is going to happen to me again. And that's why I'm praying because it might happen again. You, you, you must have thought at that time, right, this is gone and I'm clear and I'm fine. And I, I honor you the way that you, that you, that you journeyed through the second experience of that. Really. Thank you. And it, it was, spirit with me in me um my physicians are prayer warriors too my my oncologist um it was very interesting for me to know and that was prayer being answered that i did not know that i had spoken because i didn't speak it i thought it and your thoughts are prayers let me tell you people think it think it think it think it because Spirit knows who you are. Spirit made you incredibly, fantastically, marvelously in the image and the likeness of itself. So thinking things, it's a prayer. And they will manifest if you think them long enough and often enough. And my physician was a prayer warrior who got in trouble at the cancer center that I was going to because he prayed with his patients. He prayed with their families. And um, 
it worked. Wow. <laughs> it, 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 it was just a wonderful thing. It's, it's like Dr. Ed's getting ready to pray. And he didn't pray affirmatively, but he prayed to the God of his understanding. Right. See? And yeah. it was still something to see a physician realize that I need and desire the power of spirit to work in and through me. Where some think, well, I'm Superman or I'm Superwoman. I got this. Mm -mm, not Dr. Ed. He was a prayer warrior. And you you drew him in to your experience because of the prayer, the prayer work that you've been doing. So you were you were being kind of you you were being guided all the way through with the power of prayer. I'm just I this is so moving. This is so moving. You actually brought the the exact people in that would that would support you fully in that that experience. Yes. And what I'm hearing also is the power of listening. Because when she came to you, Reverend, um, I can't remember her name. But Reverend she came Linda. To, Reverend Linda, she came to you with the CD and said, listen, you know, you need to stop thinking your life is something else. And this is what you're being called. Often we don't do that, do we? We're on this treadmill thinking that we should be going somewhere else or, you know, running running towards something that, that maybe is not really what spirit really is, you know, we're not listening. And you you were being given that opportunity to sit and listen. There's an old song in the um, Black Progressive Church, and it's a call and response song. And it says, sit down, serving, and rest a little while. And that song did not come, because it's all back there, you know, but it didn't come up to me as I thought again, until I was going through those Ernest Holmes CDs and the books. And it was, um, and I love his voice. It's a very unassuming voice, but powerful. And I thought, Reverend Linda, what are you doing? What are you doing? And, but it just, just kept coming to me. And then that song came, came to me, Sit Down Servant, and it's one of the songs that the deacons of the, uh, the church I was raised up in would, would start devotion with. That, that would be their 20-minute uh, devotional or 30-minute devotional before the main part of the service start um, would, would begin. And growing up, I didn't know what that song meant. You know, I, I was a kid. I didn't know. I, I liked the fact that all these old men could harmonize to it, you know, and... Um, but it was sit down servant sit down sit down servant sit down why don't you sit down servant sit down sit down and rest a little while that's all and they would sing it over and over again okay now we call it a chant yeah they didn't call it a chant, but that's what it was. And then the octaves would go up higher and then they would come down way low and then they would harmonize. And I'm thinking, they're letting you know that you need to sit down and rest a little while because when you are quiet, you can hear God speaking. When you are sitting down or just walking out in nature, I believe with every fiber of my being that when I 
when I, I'm looking out my window now because the trees are, I'm surrounded by trees. And, and I, I can, when I see the wind I, and, and feel that it's like God's talking, God's whispering, God's letting me know that aliveness is around me, joy is around me, the seasons are changing, the birds are around me, the, the squirrels are looking for places to get food and, and, and pack up for the winter months, you know, and that's all God, that's all in the silence. Uh, because you, I'm not talking, I'm just listening and, and I'm watching, I'm being observant. But you know who does that so well? Little kids. Oh, Those, yes. <laughs> you ever see them just look at you and they're just taking you all in, mm. you know? Oh. And, um, it's a beautiful thing. And, and their wonder, their wonder yes, in, yes. in things. We're here with Reverend JJ Giaducci on the Cosmic Prayer and Reverend JJ is just really talking from her heart today about prayer and her journey and we've got more to, to talk about and it's so exciting and we, we're on New Thought Media Network so if you're with us, welcome, welcome if you're viewing right now. I know that um, our amazing producer, show producer Diego has been putting across banners of people that have, have been uh, have been leaving little messages here. I think Wayne is here, hello to you. And there are some Facebook users that have been, been waving their hands to Rev JJ. So <laughs> it's great to be here with you all today and to hear. Uh, here we go, power in your singing voice, Rev JJ. Yes, where's the <laughs> album? <laughs> well, I, I tell you, um, I, I, I try not to, um, Reverend Deed says sometimes to me, I, I love our senior minister. You know, when he talks on Sundays, afterwards we we fist bump each other. If I'm speaking on Sunday, we fist bump. And sometimes he says, "Are you going to sing?" I say, "I don't know," um, because it what whatever spirit has me do. Um, you know, as as a minister, you can write all you want your lesson out, and you know we're taught to do twenty minute powerful, uh, prayerfully powerful. Um, messages that leave something. And I realized that for me, I have to put me in it and be relatable, yeah. um, be very, very relatable. And um, sometimes something just comes up um, and it's um, what I have written down. It's just like, okay, it's done. It, because it, it no longer is, um, hello, Linda McIntyre. It is no longer, um, Linda's one of our, our members, that's Sister Linda. Um, oh, it, hi Linda, great to be with you here today on the Cosmic Prayer. It, it, it's no longer uh, relevant, you know. Um, sometimes you have to switch some things because spirit is, is speaking to you oh. and saying, you know, this is what was written, but that is not That's not what's gonna serve <laughs> uh, not today not today, not today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah amazing so, so you put in a you you've asked you've asked for a song that that you love a karen drucker song yeah and i didn't have that exact song but i know the song was about a blessing so i have yeah. another karen drucker song which is um which is about a blessing which diego has yeah. In the in, in the loop here, which is gonna play You are the heart, you are the hands, you are the voice. 
spirit on earth. Yes, yes, yes. And Brilliant song. You I believe that. Oh, I love this song. I, I believe that. <laughs> I, I, I believe that. Um, you know, yesterday, um, I, I, um, I, I have a church daughter who I love very much. My church daughter is Myra. And uh, she has three beautiful kids. She and, and, and Nick have three beautiful kids. And those are my church grands. And um, there's just something whenever I get to see her and, and see the light and the growth and the change in her, you see, I get so happy, you know, and, and there were things that she shared with me yesterday that I didn't know. And it was like, mama, I've decided to go back to college and mama, I've just, and I'm just like, she says, I want to be of service. I, there are more things I want to do. And it took everything in me not to cry you know, and sitting there talking to her and thinking, look at mama's baby there, look at mama's baby. <laughs> and, and I love her so much um, and, and so deeply and sincerely. And she is such a blessing to the world and watching the evolution of her transformation is like, it's, it's so mind blowing wonderful for me it's 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 a joy that came over me just being with her yesterday just for a little while that said gosh she's making it so she she's living in principle she's seeing where she wants to go she's she's doing you know and i'm watching all these magnificent things happen in her life and 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 what she's working towards and i'm thinking yeah yeah you know, and this is something that's pressing on my heart. Good morning, Sister Lucille, that I want to do with more young people. Young people to me is anybody under 40. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm a lot older than most people realize. And um, I, I see them and, and I love them up. And I said, okay, Reverend D and I have been talking about a the type of program we want to bring to the center and, and um, for the young people. And the one thing that I know from working with the youth group I started out here in my community in Madisonville is that you have to meet them where they are on their walk in life, where they go meet different things. If they're in a park, you have to meet them where they are because they are all blessings to the world. Yes. They all have skills. I yes. don't and I cannot write them off. You know, I, I uh, worked with some young people um, through the SCAT program earlier on. Um, SCAT's 30 years old this year, by the way. And this We're SCAT is your foundation, isn't it? Yes, yes. yes. I started it with $25. and um, So this is um, SCAT is student-centered, students concerned about today and tomorrow. Yes. For their yes. lives and their families' lives. For the lives of the community, because yeah. back in 1991, when it started, a um, drug, a young drug dealer was killed that divided our community on racial lines. And that was very disconcerting for me because I moved to my community because it was racially diverse. And to see the divisiveness because of 
um, the shooting, the young guy was 19 years old. He, he died, um, but he was selling drugs. But to see the young people that I was working with through the Junior Achievement Program come to me, specifically one, uh, James Stephen Garrison, who said to me, Miss JJ, all of us don't play basketball. All of us don't sell drugs. We want to do something for our community. So I started SCAT, got the parents involved. They became parent advisors. And for the first, I'd say, um, 18 years of the program, um, we did um, youth leadership development in Madisonville, teaching these kids how to love their community, how to be of service to their community. And the shift that happened where I didn't have the kids anymore was me moving up that proverbial corporate ladder where it was, we will help you with your nonprofit, Miss JJ, um, this was my employer, but you can't spend all that time um, because I was writing curriculum for them in different programs. You can't spend all that time anymore. Um, so they did help me with the program. Um, we shifted gears and started um, raising money to build houses for the scholarship fund. One of the banks gave us $5,000 and said, go forth and do scholarships. I'm saying, you know, I thank you for your $5,000, but I got a lot of kids. And he says, well, what do you have? 25 or so in scat? I said, every kid in Madisonville is my kid. I love them all. They're all my, I want them all to go to school. And he looked at me, I said, I don't write any of them off. If you can take a kilo and break it into a gram and you're a drug distributor and you can count that money, I'm not honoring what you do, but I'm honoring your skill set because you have math skills that can be transferred if somebody loves you up and shows you the way into yeah. something positive. So we have been able to, that $25, we have built with a, for-profit developers, 16 single family homes, they sold immediately. Um, and we got money from there and we've been able to do close to $50,000 in scholarships over the last 12 years. And no one gets paid. We have another acre left and we are looking for a for-profit developer partner again to help us build out some townhouses that uh, we're not calling low-income housing, we're no. calling workforce housing for those families who have jobs. They make too much money for low-income housing, but they right. don't make enough for market-rate housing in this area. And that's part of my service, you know. So we're working on that, and then the money that SCAG gets goes back into scholarships for the kids to go to college. This is just so so powerful. This is you are so powerful. What you are doing, your intention. You're, how you're changing people's lives, you know. changed my life. Of course, it's a two-way. Of course it is. And yet you're the one that has said, you, you've said yes. You've said yes to this and and to being this light. This Did you call it beacon of life that you walked into? It was, it was beacon, beacon of, of life. It, beacon of life is what the center was before... Uh, and it was a religious science. And then when the two different organizations of religious science got together, we all changed our names around the country to Centers for Spiritual Living. And ours is Center for Spiritual Living, Greater Cincinnati. So, and it's and it's just a joy for me to, to still be there. Reverend D was asking me, and he had a meeting with me two years before I graduated. And um, he says, he says, JJ, what do you want to do? And I said, Spirit told me that I'm supposed to be here with you. 
And he says, what? I said, I'm supposed to be here. Spirit has told me I'm supposed to be here with you to help build our community and especially with young families and children. And um, towards graduation, you know, it was, um, what do you wanna do? And I said, I'm gonna do what Spirit's told me to do. I'm supposed to be here. You know, and I, and I, I don't even bother to check. I hear about the openings around the country, but I, I know that I can impact, affect change in Cincinnati and it, it will be slow. Um, but it will be worth it and um, help build my center. I, I'm just loving it. I just oh. finished a grant application um, with um, because we need new signage so people won't drive by like I did all those years and not know it's not there. Because <laughs> you can't see it. You can't see the center. You, you just can't. And um, I, I um, did not know that we had a grant writer within our congregation. That oh, you see? And it, it, isn't, isn't that it amazing? But you know what? I wasn't supposed to know until I was supposed to know. And I wanted to say, so you are this beacon of light. <laughs> you are a beacon of light now. <laughs> oh, girl. I'm renaming your center. Oh, wow. <laughs> it, is, it is so wonderful to be there. It's, it's just so much energy, so much love. Um, so many people that care about each other and care about what's going on in the world, you know? Yeah. And, and here's we, the website. Here's um, Diego. Thank you so much for thank you. popping up the website here so we can see. Um, do you have online services as well? You do. You, you're on Facebook. We're, on, we're your on celebration. Facebook. Yes. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you what I've learned how to do. And uh, because I know that you're the technical guru too, and I just love what you're doing. But um, one of the um, members of our center has, um, Beacon of light, yes. Beacon of light, yeah. <laughs> one of the members of our, I'll listen to you. Um, one of the members of our center made a contribution um, from his stimulus fund um, and um, for us to be able to do marketing. And he says, this is earmarked for Reverend JJ's outreach work um, with marketing. So I have been making sound bites as often as I can uh, from Reverend D's talks on Sundays and um, targeting certain places, of course, Ohio, but I'm targeting where a lot of expats are going around the world. And um, we've been getting a lot of hits in Sierra Leone, uh, down in wow. South America. And um, I, I love looking at that because $10 goes a long way on Facebook. Uh Oh, if you know yeah. what you're doing with it. That's right. And um, I'm thinking, I got to tell Reverend Sister Laura about this because we're all global. We really we're are. We're all global now. That's it. There are no no um, no walls. Yes. You know, our ministering is global. And what we do has a reach and a ripple. And what you're doing has a ripple because you're on here now talking about it. And there's going to be somebody watching who's going to be saying, wow, I'd love to be a part of what Rev JJ is doing. How do I get in touch with her? And um, yeah, you know, it's, so how, it, so, it, it's JJ Giaducci. Just going to ask JJ Giaducci. At CSLGC.com. There we go. And, org. I, I got to look. Some, I, <laughs> <laughs> and you're on Facebook as well, aren't you? So if anybody I'm on Facebook find, and yeah. um. It's, we can um, find you on Facebook. You can find me on Facebook, but you can always find me too on our um, 
website, and um, I think I lost you. Can you still hear me or see me? I was oh, yeah, we can it. see you. We can hear you. <laughs> I was trying to find something for you. There we go. Um, Diego's just put it up. CSLGC.org. Yes, and you can so, find, find me there, or yeah. you can always find me on Facebook, you know. Um, I, I love posting um, special things on Facebook, and I, and I love that um, sometimes people will catch me in a, a messenger and they'll send me a private message and, and ask me if I will pray with them and for them. And I always tell people too, you can pray for yourself too. Yeah. And I, it, it, it's a wonderful thing when people recognize that the power of prayer is more powerful than any medicine you can take. Yeah, absolutely. So what is it you're praying for? Reverend JJ, for our for our planet right now, for our world, for peace. Um, I'm praying for peace and unity, and for no one to ever be homeless or hungry. Yeah, I I see, and and I'm I'm bringing it back home just for a moment. When I was out with my daughter Myra yesterday. A young man walked up to the car. He was as skinny as a pencil. I know the signs, but he wanted some money to eat. You know, uh, ministers, we don't make much money, you know, but it's always multiplied when you give. Mm -hmm. It's always multiplied when you give. So he said, just a couple of dollars. And I secured my purse with Myra. Um, because where I was, you needed to, I needed to do that. That was not fear. That was common sense. Common sense. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And I reached in and I gave him $2 and I said, and he said, I'm going to the gas station right, right across, right down the street. Well, he didn't go in that direction. He went in another direction. Right. And I said, I, I pray that he doesn't buy drugs and I pray that he eats, but I pray that he gets the help he needs too. Yes. But you can only help those people who want Already. to help. You have to be willing yeah. to be willing. That's right. So my prayer is for more of us uh, to be willing to reach out to help, but also to understand and respect the process, to feed those who are hungry. You know, I have... When my when I work downtown Cincinnati, I've come out of my office and restaurants are all around because I was across. My office was um, in a building above Fountain Square, and mm. there was um, a woman, um, and a, that stopped me and asked me for money to eat. And I said, "Listen, I will take you upstairs. You know, we've got restaurants all along the Skywalk, all along the street." You can have whatever you want to eat. You can have a to-go bag. I don't care how much it costs. You can have it. You know, she didn't want that. Mm. She wanted the money. And I did not give her money. And I said, come with me. Let me feed you. Let me get you enough food to tide you over for a day or two. She did not want that. Now, I think at the, I thought at the time I did the right thing. But being a woman on that street, she may have needed those funds for something else, personal hygiene or something. And I had to think about that as I began my new faith walk in religious science. Did I do the right thing? Um, 
forgiving myself on that, yes. So now when someone stops and asks me for money, if I have it, and I don't carry a lot of cash, but if I have it, I will give them something if I can, because I don't know everything. Nice. You know, that word assume has, if you break it down, it's just not a pretty thing about yourself. <laughs> you know, So I, I want to be, and that's another way of me being of, of service. You know, one day there was a man, um, one Wednesday night we were having service years ago at the center. And um, there was a fire that was started behind our building. We didn't know it because we don't have windows behind our buildings. Our, our building, the windows are on the side. And um, the printing company across the driveway from us saw the smoke, saw the fire, went out and investigated, came over, told us. And, um, you know, Reverend Teresa uh, Slusher, she was at the center at that time, too. Okay. And we were looking and um, he apparently was a homeless man. So um, Reverend Teresa went out to check on him and the guy from the printing company put out the fire or whatever. And I said, we need to call the police and let them know. And um, we did, and I actually went up to the police station because I said, he's not a homeless man that's been out here for a while. Because of the way he was dressed, he's newly homeless. We need to help him. We couldn't find him. We don't know where he disappeared to, but we couldn't find him. And um, that presses on me now when you talk about what's my prayer for the world because this week in the United States, Labor Day. But there are millions of people that are still unemployed due to the pandemic. Right. This week is Labor Day. There are people who are saying there are people out there who don't want to work. They don't want to get jobs. They just want to live off of the government. I know many, many people, and that's not true. You know, they can't find jobs that will support their families. And when they apply for certain jobs, and I hear this throughout the week, I've applied for a job, I got a letter back, you know, and we went with another candidate. So I started looking at some of these people who were referring back to me or reaching out to me for prayer and help. They're all over 50 or 60 years old. Now we're in our faith, we value the age because we value wisdom. You yes. Know, we, we study Socrates as if he's still down the street, you know, and I pray for age not to be a factor for people not to be employable. Anyone that wants to work should be able to find a job. Absolutely. And a good job and be treated with respect. So and when feel I feel fulfilled from that work and feel yes. as if it's meaningful to them and yes. that they're being valued. Yes. And they're being so much they, they showing up the and giving yes. their wisdom. Yes. Yes. We need and a new movement for this, really, because I think it's the same here in the UK. Really? Where, yeah. I mean, there are many people here, you know, that are 60, that are working and you feel that. But I think there is an ageist kind of, um, you know, a, a race, a mass kind of consciousness of, well, you've reached a certain age and so you're over the hill. <laughs> you know, we, we are um, in science of mind around the country. The one thing that I like to say about our movement is we are consciously intergenerational. Yes, absolutely. We are consciously intergenerational. We want that. And yeah. when I look at my prayer for the world, it, it's it's many 
subsets within that prayer. And it's homelessness, ended, lack of food, right near our center. Okay, it's an hour away. It's a beautiful drive. I promised Reverend D I was going to take him out there because he hasn't been to Adams County. And I said to him last week, I said, Reverend D, we got to take a field trip to Adams County. And I said, you, you know, they grow food out there. They have this, but they have so much vacant land due to farmers not growing tobacco here anymore, Laura. I'm saying we shouldn't be hungry in Cincinnati or the surrounding areas. We need co-ops out there growing corn and just bringing it in or, you know, stop locking people up in prisons and say, wait a minute, those skill sets, those skill sets they already have, bring them out, let them help us if they want to, um, give them the option to do it, because some of yeah. them physically may, may not be able to do it, you know, uh, but to be out there to growing corn and, 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 and fruits and vegetables to help feed people, it makes a difference when you're it part of the It makes a difference, absolutely. Absolutely. We're going to pray on this now, Reverend JJ, as we yes. as we come to the kind of the, the final part of, of the cosmic prayer, because I think that your prayer is going to be so powerful here today. <laughs> and I know that there are people watching here and I'm really excited for everybody that's viewing right now on New Thought Media Network on the cosmic prayer. And um, we use spiritual mind treatment. And so shall we go for it with a spiritual? Yes. Great job program in programs instead of jails. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. You've, you've, you've actually, it's so true. You know, people, we're, we're here to value, aren't we? And, but this is a whole other show, you know, of, of, of releasing that judgment and allowing people to, to, to relearn who they truly are. And there's a lot of unlearning that needs to be done in that as well, isn't there? Yes. And that's yeah. where the heart and mind comes together. If that's your heart it. and mind are not together, you're not in harmony. You can't, yeah. And that's where it is. So let's pray. Let's uh let's come let's let's kind of come to the end here. I mean, I want to thank you, Reverend JJ, for, for being here, for being so um inspiring and just being in your heart space as you're sharing here for those that are watching and the, you know those that are going to watch because i know that if you're if anyone's interested in connecting with reverend jj with the amazing projects that she's doing and her here we go thank you diego cslgc.org and you can find out more about her work even if you're starting something and you you want to know how how to use prayer for for your own um foundation or what it is you're doing in the world and i know reverend jj has a lot of wisdom to share and to offer because of the journey that you've been on so um there we go there's the website and shall we pray yes would you like yes. me to play us out i'd love that would you like to do that <laughs> as we say down south a plum pleasing privilege and a pleasure i love that a plum pleasing privilege and a pleasure yes let's do it <laughs> divine spirit let us all come together as one and take a deep cleansing breath please and let us just release that out and may we do it one more time release it out, knowing divine mother, father, God, that we are the many in the one. And that one 
we call spirit, cosmic power, universe, Yahweh, Jehovah Jireh, whatever we call the thing itself, it, we know that we are one with it. On this moment, I speak these words for my Reverend Sister Laura, for the power she has in bringing this message, the messages she brings every week on Cosmic Prayer. For those who are listening, those who want to grow more spiritually. I also speak these words, divine spirit for our world, for our universe. Let there be love, knowing that love is all there is. Love is the answer, that agape love that says that I know that you are who you are because I am you also, and I love you where you are. Let there be food, a plenty, housing, jobs for anyone who can and wants to work. Freedom from the prisons of our minds that says the word can't, which as my father said, that is not a word, that is a contraction. Can do, yes you can, yes we can, because the power is within us. If we believe it so, it shall be so. Because no prayer comes back void. All prayer comes back in due season. This I know to be true. This I know to be so. Blessings to this world. Blessings to Reverend Sister Laura as she walks her path and continues to walk her path in her music and her ministry. To Diego, to all of those who are listening now and those who listen later, pray. Pray, pray, pray. Pray knowing that God has you, but you must recognize the God in you. And so it is. And so we allow it to be. Ashe. And it is so. Yes. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Reverend JJ. This has been just such a thrill and a treat for me and for, I know, for me and for those that are watching and your prayers, that, that prayer is so powerful. So powerful. And for anybody that's watching now, here we go. And so it is. So, so it is. is. You can also, I know, catch Reverend JJ in, um, in CSL Greater Cincinnati at the celebration service. I know you pop up there and you speak and you pray and you speak your truth and the truth. So, um, you can tune in there and it's on Facebook Live. It's shown on Facebook as well. That's on Sundays, isn't it? Sundays, celebration 1030 yes, 10.30 a.m. Yeah. Uh, Eastern Standard Time. 10.30 a.m. Eastern. So that's 10, 11, 12, 1, 2, 3.30 in the afternoon here in the UK, if you're in the UK, or 4.30 in Europe. And Reverend JJ, thank you. Thank, thank you from you. my heart for being here. And thank you to Diego for producing this show and for thank all that you do, Diego, on New Thought Media Network. And thank you for New Thought Media Network and Reverend Robert Brzezinski and everybody that um, joins together to keep this network 
bubbling and alive and, <laughs> and interesting and inspirational. And there is a, a, a wonderful link down below. It's called the Love Offering link that we pop down below in the video for New Thought Media Network. And if you feel that you would like to be woven into this community financially, then feel free to, um, to embrace that. And uh, yeah, the links are in the description and to, and to share and to consciously give financially to New Thought Media Network. And we will be back next week with another super guest. And uh, stay tuned into New Thought Media Network and check out Reverend JJ here on Facebook and at CSL Greater Cincinnati. Thank you. Thank you, Reverend JJ. Thank you, Reverend Thank Sue. you for listening to Cosmic Prayer, your weekly shift with Laura Topper on the New Thought Media Network. If you've enjoyed this programming, please tell a friend and join us again next week for Cosmic Prayer, your weekly shift with Laura Topper. New Thought Media Network is on the rise. We're looking to grow with you. Do you have technical media experience or perhaps a desire to learn? Are you willing to volunteer your precious time and attention? We share this message to benefit all. If you possess a computer with a camera and a microphone, we will share our knowledge with you. Behind the scenes or being the star, let us bless our one. Contact us at info at ntmedia.org.